The following contains adult language, content, and descriptions of actions not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Guru Presario Media presents the Guru Presario Podcast, starring me, Mal Sanchez. The word entrepreneur gets thrown around a lot, but it's defined by very few. Join me as I sit down with those that I've come to know, and through the art of conversation, we can all learn a little something from the nature of our work. Let's start the show. All right, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, first episode post-pandemic in the studio here, uh, downtown San Antonio, St. Paul Square. We're actually here with my new co-host, Matthew Duke. Um, Matthew, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then I'll introduce Brian, and I'll let uh, Brian talk a little more. Yeah, so it's exciting to be here. First time. I uh, got here when I was about nine years old to San Antonio and mm-hmm. made this home. I'm going to make home my rest of my life, and somebody's got some other really good plans I don't know about, yeah. but I love this place. Uh, I've got my own law firm here, and we're here sharing a uh, an office space. And got a whole in this floor studio. here. Got a whole floor. Got, got another floor, too, potentially. So nice trying HMI to do a lot of creative stuff around here, but uh, I, I do a lot of stuff with startups and other uh, guys starting their business, running their business, um, you know, doing their legal services for them. I'm just excited to be here, man. I'm excited to hear what all you got to talk about today. Thank you. Well, we certainly appreciate you uh, coming in on Glad the show, Matt. Glad to be here. Uh, Brian. So Brian Ramirez and I, we met maybe, what, maybe like three, four years ago, three, maybe longer. Ago. Yeah. Met through a mutual friend. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Brian. Yes, I don't want to break uh, break too much. No, yeah. So my name is Brian Ramirez. I'm born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. Um, love movies my whole life. Love TV my whole life. And um, I was going to be a cop like my dad because that was the plan, you know. That was the smart thing to do. My dad was a homicide detective for a long time. Then he became a uh, DA's office now. But when I was in school, that was the plan was to. What changed, man? Partner. I met my wife and she Jeez. knew what I really loved. And she said, <laughs> you're either going to go to film school or you're going to go alone. So um, where'd you go to school? I went to school in Orlando called Full Sail. Okay. And about well, see, the story is like two weeks later, I come to her and I'm like, "Hey, I got into film school. I'm leaving. Sorry, I love you." And we stayed together. Everything was great. And then I uh, did the whole Austin, LA thing. And luckily, I um, wrote some scripts and they got attention and just hustled, 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 knocked on doors till someone finally opened one. And the rest is history. Now I'm doing TV shows with Cameron Davies at Davies Entertainment over there at Cruising Kitchens and mm-hmm. beautiful things setup. Are, by yeah, the way. things are incredible. That's pretty sweet. Things are incredible. Yeah. Beautiful setup, by the way. I got a diffuser, uh, Matt. I mean, I went to go visit Brian. Was it last week? Yeah. And uh, I walk in immediately. I walk into their offices, and I'm like, "What is that smell, dude?" I was like, "It <laughs> smells amazing in here." And then he points to the diffuser. The f- yeah. This diffuser is probably like two feet long. <laughs> yeah. I got a little mini diffuser. You can't and see. It. Maybe if we put the GoPro, oh, aerial, you might be able though. to see it. In it smells there. great, though. It does smell yeah. Good. It smells really good, but um, yeah, that was a motivating factor. So nice trying to catch up to Davies Entertainment over here at Guru <laughs> Presario. Um, so initially, film, man. Yeah. Why film? What what drew you to film? I just loved movies, man. I mean, there was something about okay. So like, first of all, I grew up with a heavy stutter, and you'll hear it every now and then through this interview. I mean, it comes and goes. Right. But um, so there were some times when I was kind of down and alone, and my escape was going into somebody else's reality. And my wife jokes about it. Because the memories I have that aren't even my fucking part of my life. Should I guess on this? Yeah. They're, they're, this they're, they're, my, wrong, they're, they're my memories, but they're not me. It's like <laughs> something from American Ninja or something <laughs> like, you know, um, Karate Kid, shit like that. Um, yeah. Fucking Goonies. But no, but 
<laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Um, all joking aside, like, like I found my escape in movies, and then when I was growing up, I started like, if I didn't like the ending of a movie, I'd go in my room and just write the ending Bro, the way yeah. I wanted it, and like, literally, like, then they made my friends with a VHS camera go and film our own shit, and it was fun. Yeah, this is San Antonio. This yeah. is when you were walking. Uh, you right, give right. An example. Oh, no, so no, we tell had me, tell me we tell had me one that was just you know ninja maniacs and we we're just crazy in the backyard. We put T-shirts on our faces and tied them back. I mean, it was fun, dude. Oh no, I want to know like a different ending. Like, oh man, tell me one. That I was, can't like, remember one. Oh, I put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to know like you know, Karate, karate what, Kid. What, 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 no, Karate was good. I think it was more like the the ones with like the sad endings. Well, let's check. Really why don't we create one right now? What would you change about the Titanic ending, bro? Right? Oh, you see yeah. Rose. You see Jack fall. There's room on the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. There's room, like, room on the door. It doesn't have to be that tragic. Yeah, Jack's alive. He just slipped under. Yeah, he just slipped under into somebody else's door. Yeah, he didn't want you to know he got yeah. on the life raft. That's no, but exactly that's the thing. Like, there's room on the door, right? You know, but <laughs> that wouldn't have been dramatic. That wouldn't have. That's true, that. man. I wouldn't have cried. I yeah. think that's the first movie I cried. When really? I, was like, I don't know. Nine. Mine was the Notebook. Notebook? Yeah, and Deer Hunter. I remember seeing Deer Hunter. I never saw Deer Hunter. Notebook, I'll give you that one. Notebook is Notebooks, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, Deer Hunter was crazy because, like, the whole, you know, Russian roulette. Right, right. It's crazy. Tell me a little about the habits. I mean, habits of a visionary, man. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, Brian, you've you've come a long way, bro. Thank you. Filming in L.A., filming in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other parts that I haven't named, but... What what are what are the important habits of a visionary man to create you know the world they want to live in? Always start learning. Always, I mean, never stop learning. Yeah, really. and and uh, uh, always be open to adjustments and always be open to criticism. Yeah, yeah, criticism, of course. But but not only that, like don't take it to heart. Have a tough skin. Right. Don't 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 take things personal. Everyone's got a vision. Everyone's got an opinion. Right. That's what's great about yours. You can speak it. You can show it. And you can believe it. And, right. Um, Habit-wise, I mean, just be never stop creating, right? You know, um, never stop visualizing. That's a that's a big thing you mentioned imagining. R- right now is um, everyone has an opinion, and yeah. I've kind of grown up in the same realm where I've been criticized a lot. Whatever I want to do, and at the end of the day, I try not to let that let that create any kind of barrier into where I want to be. So I know ninety nine percent of the time, if I'm doing shit that's putting myself out there, I'm probably being judged in some form of way. And I've kind of grown accustomed to that. But in the beginning, that was hard, right? As an entrepreneur, you're branching out. You're creating a vi- – say, for instance, I was creating a YouTube video. And my initial thought was always, man, someone's going to view this video and they're going to critique the shit out of me. Yeah. They're going to say I have a gap in my teeth or they're going to say something, right? And um, that initial step, right, we have to get over that. What, do you, what would you say to someone that has those fears, right, that's pushing yeah, on Yeah, so, so that's a great thing. Like, I think my biggest gift was a stutter growing up. Because yeah. I developed that moment where I said, if you don't like me, fuck you. Right. Basically, everyone's going to judge you all the time. Right. And there's no one that's not ever going to judge you. We're being judged all the time for everything. Some people are just kind and nice and look past it or let it through in, in and out. Right. Some people actually hold on to it and truly judge and hate and like shit. But right. you just can't care. You there's some to, evil you, people you, out there. Yeah, man. you have to, in a positive way, be somewhat of a narcissist and not care what people think about you. It's true. And just keep putting out your vision. Because for every person that hates you, there's 10 that love you. This is true. Um, Matt, you ever deal with someone, someone like that, man, where you feel like you're being criticized all the time? I think I think we criticize ourselves. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's <clears throat> you got to get over that first hurdle, right. right? I mean, the fear factor. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I can imagine, right? A stutter. Right. I mean, yeah. the day you step out and right. say, "Okay, I don't care," right? right? You first have to get over that fear yeah. of you, yeah, um, have of yourself, and yeah. the fear of being judged. 
I think we all deal with that. Yeah, I and mean, and mine was literally expect people to already not like or to, yeah. to already judge me. Yeah, so I was like, I have to. I'm always trying to win people over before, right? And that's kind of stopped. Now I was just like, remember when I was in LA? Perfect example. My yeah. first big movie meeting. Yeah, we're in um in a studio. It's our first like not because I'm getting chills in August. Which movie was this? This was Mission Park that they okay. changed to yep. um, Line of Duty Line after Lionsgate bought it. This is before that when like no one believed in the damn project, right? And I'm sitting in my chair and I'm I'm swiveling, I'm swiveling. This is in LA. Yeah, and um and the guy's like, Hey, calm down. And I'm oh sorry, man, I'm a little excited, my first big meeting, you know. I'm, I'm a kid from San Antonio, Texas, I'm in the studio. You got me water with like my name on it, that was crazy. You know, um and then I start talking and I'm stuttering. And he's like, calm down. And he just interrupts me like five times while I'm stuttering. And then finally, one of my actors is like, hey, man, he stutters. Can you just chill out? <laughs> and I Good was shit, like, jeez. And then, um, so I told him, if you just give me a second, something I'm going to say might be important. Right. You know, you might like what I'm going to say. Right. And it was just a weird meeting. Didn't go well. Never ended up in anything with this guy. But then when our movie got made and when we were at film festivals and stuff, he would come up to me and say, hey, man, I really want to buy your movie. And I'd be like, calm down. You're like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of Slow my down. favorite stories. Slow down. Yeah. Calm down. Like, he's calm down. Down. He's <laughs> hey, we really need to talk about this movie. I'm like, hey, calm down. That's fucking And that's funny. like, and all my friends over there, the actors are with me, they're, they laugh because they were all in that meeting. They knew. They knew exactly what I was doing. Like, you're oh, such yeah. a dick. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just real, bro. Yeah, just real. You gotta feed a and that's what I carry along with, like, just be real. Be true yeah. to yourself. Be right. humble. Be gracious. Be grateful. But also, like, don't care what people think about you. Because it's, not everyone's going to like you. And it's true, man. It's true. There's a lot of judgment to be set out there. And, uh. At the end of the day, like I, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you're gonna, you got to do you. You got like, one life yeah, to live. Yeah, and, and it's like with the you know movie reviews. When you're getting reviews, right. like people, oh man, Hollywood Reporter tore you up. Oh, Variety tore your movie up. I'm like, all I'm hearing is I'm in Variety and Hollywood Reporter. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's no such thing yeah. as bad publicity. Yeah, I don't care how bad it was. My right. first film. Right. You know, but what did was cool was Martin Scorsese's. I mean, not Scorsese. Um, Michael Bay. We were at, uh, I think it's called Jupiter. Or something in Miami. We're eating. It's above, like, a shopping center. It's high end. You know, you know South what I'm talking Beach? about? Is yes. South, South yes. Beach? Yes. I think South I know what Beach. you're talking you know about. What I'm talking about? Uh, it's like an open bar outside. There's a couple like that right off of, right hmm. off of, uh, we were, yeah. So, Ocean Drive? Yeah. It was after um, a film festival. We're up there and I see Michael Bay and I'm like, holy shit, that's Michael Bay. Yeah, fucking and right. a friend of ours, um, he's, a, he's another director. He was like, hey, I know him. Let's go say hi. I introduced him. And he introduced my, me no to him. way. He goes, Brian Amir is part Martin Scorsese, part me. And I was like, oh, my God, you read the review. Crazy, <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to forget someone that mentioned my name in That's the damn true. review. I was like, oh, right. shit. Wow. I ended up being a night. People say he's an ass. He's yeah. not. He was super nice. Really? But I didn't bother him. I wasn't asking him stupid shit. I knew what I was talking about. Like, it wasn't like I didn't ask for a picture or autograph. We just hung out and talked right. for like an hour. That's what awesome. it's about, wow. man. It's about just hanging out. Yeah. I've had situations like that when I was living in New York. We, uh, we would run into different celebrities, you know, whether it was a bar or something. When, one time we, uh, we were watching the... What is it? The World Cup 2012? Uh, yeah. World Cup 2012. We were at the Beer Garden at the Standard. Yeah. And Jason today, because this is there by himself. And, you know, I'm, I'm there. I was, I was working on Wall Street then. I'm there with, like, five of my broker buddies. Yeah. One of my broker buddies just, like, goes buys him a beer. Ended up just, we all shut the shit with Jason today. Yeah. Day. But um, those, are, those are always beautiful experiences. They're fun, fun. Yeah, they're fun stories. The most important thing is, like, do not take a fucking photo. Yeah. Like, I mean, just hang out. The, the second you... You you break that human right. barrier, it's you're instantly judged. Right, right. Then it goes back to judgment. Right. Like, oh, you're a fanboy. I thought you're just someone we can just talk and chill out with. Right. You know what I mean? It's weird how it works like that, right? It is, man. It is. Um, what's next for San Antonio and film, bro? What projects are you working on right now? Oh man, so 
it's an interesting story where, where I'm at right now and where I come from. Like, I was doing movies, TV. I was right. doing some. Co- I was attached. To, I'm still attached to some really cool movies and TV show projects, narrative TV shows. Um, and COVID shut everything down. And right. um, literally, the 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 last client I had had left because I also do like content for people and stuff, right. commercials yeah, I and stuff. Last client had left, and um, Cameron Davies called me and his team and uh, a friend of mine questioned. And him, they all they all you know, work together. They have this awesome, awesome compound over on Broadway with prison yeah. kitchens, Davis Entertainment, huge garage, like over hundred thousand square feet together combined. It's wild, two dude. Houses, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Boxing gym. And they called me over and, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to help. We need help with our TV show. And I was like, yeah, let's check it out. And just the vibe was awesome. We instantly clicked. Everyone just they knew your craft already. Yeah, it's worked. And then they you show me this empty space. Um, on top of our boxing gym, and there was a music studio going to be built in my office, and everyone's going to be together, and it was just empty. The you vision documented was there. this. Yeah, and th- but the vision was there, and like in two weeks, it was up. I mean, these guys don't play. And they say it's happening, it's happening, Crazy. and it's awesome. Well, these guys build, I mean, they build all day. I build all day, right. every day. I mean, huge food trucks for like Whataburger. I walked into that, know. man, I walked into that garage last what, two weeks ago, yeah. and it's crazy, bro. Like, they have a they have a boxing gym, they have a weightlifting gym, they have a I don't know, 300 car garage yeah. where they work on these trucks. They have, of course, their offices upstairs, media lab, a barbershop, bro. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's not even just like a bar. It's a barbershop that you would, I mean, they have like extensive stuff. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Uh, Davies, Davies, was it Cameron's yeah. concept behind all that? Yeah. We have, have a phenomenal job, job, man. You keep saying vision, yeah. right? That's the key theme. Right. How many visions did you have that, didn't go anywhere. Oh man, hundreds. Because I mean, I deal with a lot of yeah. a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs. Right. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I mean, we're all entrepreneurs, yeah. right? How many of those visions didn't make it? I mean, I never say they didn't make it. I just say they haven't happened. There you go. You know, I mean, there you go. Hundreds of them. Yeah. Because and, and like I always tell people, like I will fail ten times and succeed at one thing before anyone takes action on the first thing they're thinking about. You know, like. Right. It's just the way you got to do it. it like crazy? Like, you do one thing, and you have a vision. You're like, oh, well, that, that didn't work. And then you just keep moving and yeah. moving, and then somebody goes, hey, what about this? And yeah. You're like, oh, hold on a second. All the time. Now this is where it plays. Yeah, all the time. So nothing's ever bad. It's just right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just trial and lessons, man. That's how I see it. You build, yeah. you build upon what you fail on. So it's kind of like, you know, you could always dip back into those projects. I've had many projects where they failed, and right. I still go back and kind of, reconsider okay well if i can make this work what's what are the missing pieces yeah and you know sometimes it's your network sometimes it's capital sometimes right. it's growth your growth yeah that's a big one we just had that happen this weekend in my house what um happened? our kids we were in the garage working on stuff or last weekend yeah and um, we're looking at all these old archives that we had and like we had this dvd of all my work and my kids are like let me look at that dad let me look at that you're oh, like hold on let me go find the dvd player <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i would pop it, it in and <laughs> and my daughter who's my biggest fan she's also like on this harvard program she's a genius she just she looks at me, past my shoulder. She's like, "We all start somewhere." There you go. I mean, they're there so go. bad. There you go. <laughs> they're so bad. I'm like, "What? Like, how do I get in festivals with this shit? It's so bad." It's crazy, but man. that's it's where you start, you know. And then you grow. Hey, what a great lesson for yeah. the kids. Too. Oh yeah, like they see you here, right? right? And it's like, okay, 100%. you know me is here. Yeah. Let me show you where it was before. Yeah, and they're like, "Why is grandma and grandpa and aunt and all these people?" And I'm like, "Cause you have to use what you surround you. Yeah, of course. Utilize your sources and then grow from there. You know. Of course. Wow. Matt, you ever had uh, any big setbacks that have kind of made you either reposition the law firm or? I tell people I'm on my fourth life right yeah? now. I Why mean, so? 
you just look at you know different chapters, lives, yeah. whatever you call it. I mean, yeah. I think every season that we're in is an opportunity. Yeah, right. Um, and you, sometimes you don't even know what that opportunity is. You just keep moving, right, with mm-hmm. a vision. You, you know who you are. You're true to yourself, right? Yeah. And, and then you know you find what it is that ne- next opportunity is. Um, and I've had that a lot of times. I mean, I, I wasn't even supposed to be a lawyer. I was just yeah. supposed to go to business school. That's that's being a lawyer. And then from being a lawyer, ended up at a hospital system. Yeah. You wow. know, working for the largest hospital system in South Texas. And that's now crazy. I'm back out help, helping entrepreneurs with a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Just keep on moving forward. Um, right. I think it's the don't let them, you know, don't let them take you down. Don't let yeah. them set you back. Just keep moving forward. And good things happen. Right. And that's true. I mean, like, Amanda, again, you know, I have a wonderful wife who is, is a leukemia survivor. Oh, wow. About six years ago, she got diagnosed with leukemia. We were at our cabin in New Mexico having a blast um, and all of a sudden she didn't do anything and her teeth started bleeding it was horrible we were oh, terrified wow. for her wow. she thought it was just an infection she came back home she went to a, a dentist they thought it was an infection but then like two days later her, her legs were full of bruises and I was like we need to go to the doctor and she had to have some, her, her mom had to talk her in because you know, I'm just husband you know, right, I don't know what's wrong. but then um, within an hour she was on, on chemo and it was just wow. scary wow. but she's a warrior she fought it you know she started a charity after getting through it and all of our projects got set back. I lost my agent, lost my manager. I mean, that's just the evil in the industry that you have yeah. to put up with. And I, yeah. Um, I, I lost one of my longtime um, uh, associates in business, you know. Right, right. But we grew, and we never gave up, and we never let anything stop us. And it took three years to get back. But yep. And now yeah. she has that. I mean, she has the nonprofit running So, now. So it's really weird because we lost a lot, right? right? But then never giving up gave us gave me the opportunity I'm at now. But then through that, you know, we were at dinner, and, and Cameron Davies and his wife Casey were with us eating. And she mentioned a cherry, and, like, the next day, she has an office Jesus. logo on the wall. Wow. Like, yeah, big shout-out to Cameron. That guy, yeah, like, man. honestly, man, like, I've worked with a lot of people in my life. He's one of the best people I've ever I hear nothing life. but beautiful things, and, bro. I mean, it's amazing. Him and his wife are great. The whole team is awesome, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, so now it's, like, me doing my thing, her putting, you know, TV shows and, and, and movies to not a halt, but, like, just one little project a month now and getting her charity really up and running. And uh, But that's, like, the growth, right? The never yeah. giving up. There's things happen when you hurdle. It's like you get another layer of skin after you get cut, right? Those scars right. heal, and you get stronger. And I think that's really what life is. You, know, is. you, you get cut, you come back stronger, you yeah. know? It is. it is. Or you can give up. I mean, a lot of people give up and just quit, and that's where they leave that open door for people like us to go in. It's not bad, I mean. It takes a level of stubbornness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how so? Yeah. Well, for that reason, right? I mean, yeah. you know. The entrepreneurs I know, the, the people I deal with, I mean, you know, they take a setback yeah. and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, you know, and they take another setback and they're gonna keep going. And I, I, I think, you know, sometimes we um, sensationalize success. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, the people were like, hey, you know, wow, look, look, overnight success. No, yeah. they weren't overnight. I mean, yeah. there, there are some out it, there. It may I have mean, happened overnight. It's called but Daddy and Mommy yeah. wrote that check right. for you, right? Yeah. But, but, but the vast majority right. of them, right? They and weren't overnight successes. Right. They went through a lot of pain. And, a lot of heartache. And, and, uh, and, and of I think people call it overnight success because they only see it happen overnight. They don't realize the 10 to 20 years that went to building that instant gratification. Exactly. To them, they don't see, like, the, the layers and layers and layers and no, 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 maybe no. To that one time where they say yes, and then people realize, oh, shit, we were wrong the whole time. Right. right. You know? What do you guys do? What do you guys do? Uh, you were going to say something, Matt? Sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, what's interesting, and I think it's a tribute to what you do, right, is is, 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 is a lot of people, they'll, they'll do the hustle, right, yeah. that word you said. They'll make it, yeah. and then they're done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because even the success, they can't handle it, or, right. you know, they just take that, the, the same way they got to that point, mm-hmm. right, for success, 
they stop doing that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, now I'm successful. Well, no, yeah. you got to keep hustling every single day. And I mean, you've already given some great yeah. examples yeah. about, and that's what know, hurts me. Going. That's what hurts me about people that I work with sometimes. Not like ones working now; everyone's awesome. But like in the past that I've tried to help, I have two that we've helped that have gone on to great things. Right. I mean, Polly, I'm not gonna watch this. Polly's awesome. AJ, one of our good friends, AJ Cast. Like these guys have done; they're doing great things now. They come, they learn, they grow, they want the world. They leave and they take it, which is great. Yeah. What's hard for me was when people don't want what I want mm-hmm. or don't want the world. Right. I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that. And maybe it's going back to my childhood, not having a lot or or getting chosen for things. Maybe I don't know. Right. But like I'm like I'll, I'll have people come up to me and say, "Hey man, oh my god, awesome project. That's great. Like, what's it like? You know, you know, living a dream." And I'm like, I don't feel that. Right. I've never felt that. Like you're referring to people directly that you know they they're kind of stagnant in their craft or no, they. Uh, they develop, but then they kind of take a break. Or what, who are you referring to? Yeah, like to? so, like like so. I'm referring to two people. Like, yeah. they they achieve and then they get complacent. Right. They're happy, right? That's They're what like I meant. this is this is. I'm with you, man. I'm like, okay, hey, that yeah, no, that was I'm awesome. Like, I'll, all right, what's next? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's why I love where I'm at right, right now. Let's just keep life. going, right? Yeah, like right I now, mean, I love that's like professional, that's personal yeah. development and growth, right? right. And if. I don't know. I went to the whole adage: if you're not moving forward, you know, yeah, you're, you're moving backwards, backwards yeah. right? Stand it still. Exactly. Um, and so then it goes to us talking about how, like, I I used to feel bad whenever people would be like, oh, man, what's it like, you know, being on a big movie set? And was like, you know, you know working with someone, or, you know, right. living a dream. And to me, it wasn't that. I didn't feel it. Or they'd be like, you know, just take a chance to step back and look at the set and everything. I didn't feel, and I felt bad about not being able to feel that. But it's just because I'm not there yet. I'm not where I want to be yet. Right. You're just hustling. You're you're putting the work in. You're making change. Yeah. But you do get to see your vision. I appreciate it. Yeah, I do appreciate it. um, I just want more, you know? And that's, I'm sure that's thrilling. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, as a business owner, I'll tell you when, you know, a project goes and you had it in concept and then you see it and you're like, wow, this thing actually works. And it's exciting. It is a cool thing that comes with it, but. It's very, yeah. It feels great. It feels great. And it's very satisfying. Awesome. So that leads me to the next thing, because uh, I have, this is my biggest issue as an entrepreneur is I don't know how to decompress. I don't know how to scale back, pull away from work. Like yesterday I was here eight hours on a Sunday, you know, trying to get things to feel exactly how they should. So my biggest issue is understanding decompression. What do you guys do to decompress or how, what advice would you give, you know, the person who has issues with decompressing from work? I would ask one of y'all for advice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Matt, you know. I mean, I drink. I just, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's honesty. Oh, yeah, I drink a lot of scotch. Yeah. I, I this that. is, I mean, this is how I talk to my kids about it. Yeah. And uh, the reason I talk to my kids about it this way is because this is how I tell myself about it. Yeah. I think we all have a bucket of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Some of us, and sometimes it's tiny, like this cup. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's big, right? When we're on top of the world, man, yeah. I mean, we feel bulletproof, right? So that bucket's big. I always tell my kids you know, find ways to take water out of the bucket mm-hmm. and then find ways to make the bucket bigger, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're taking water out and then you're making it bigger, then you can handle a lot more, right? You can essentially make yourself feel like you're bulletproof. And, you know, I know for me, I know you a little bit working out, that kind of stuff, that balance that we just we, we just have to do. And then the bigger stuff, I mean, you've talked about, you know, you you seem like you get, um, it's just how it feels. We just met you yeah. know, 20 minutes ago. Exactly. Growing other people in their vision oh, and your that. vision, yes. right, makes that bucket bigger. It kind of gets us it. outside of ourselves yeah. to do that. It's a big motivating factor seeing others oh. develop. 
Yeah. Yes, very right. It feels good. <clears throat> I, yeah, it. I mean, like I love seeing. I love people that I bring in, and they're like talents, a raw talent, right? But they have no idea how talented they are. Right. Like they have insecurities. They have things that I went through. That's we're all right. We're all human. And I, and, I, and I feel them. I connect with them. I'm like, man, I could. I don't say I have to fix people. I could fix you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> some of those things. Like, I know what you're going through exactly. I can help you grow and help you maintain greatness if you just right you follow this path. You know, yeah. it's like it's fun and like. I'm kind of a hard mentor. I'm not going to lie. I mean, people know that. It's, it's not a secret. It's a good thing, man. It's but, uh, but like, baptism by fire. But sometimes. it's because I read a lot, and Japanese apprenticeship has been one of the most successful forms of apprenticeship that has ever existed, you know? What is that? What's the principles behind that, or how does that work? Oh, well? I, I suggest it's, like, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. It's, like, just, like, Honesty, pure, pure honesty. Yeah. Hey, man, that yeah. shit sucked, bro. Yeah, it's, like, what Reproduce. And that's because I had that, man. Like, when I, my, one of my first gigs in Austin was Hector Galan. <laughs> Love you forever, brother. Hector Galan, man. <laughs> I'm getting teary right now because like I worked for hours on a project, and I knew I had something, and he knew it. I worked for hours on something. He'd come in and go, ah, "That's pedestrian, compa." Like, what do you mean? What does that mean? And he just you, walk bro. out, and he, and he used to smoke in his office, chain smoke. And he'd come I in, hit you, bro. Oh, that's pedestrian, compa. And then walk out again. I said, "Sir, what does that mean?" He goes, "Anyone can do it." And you're better. He goes, "You see that little edit right there?" I was like, "I know you see it, but I know how much it takes to go back and fix it. But you'd rather leave that there than put in the work to go back and fix it." And that's one of the things that, what, that separates greatness yep. from average. Going back and fixing the little shit right. that you know it's, it's little, but it's there. Go back and fix it, no matter how long it takes, right. how many hours it takes, because yeah. that's what separates you. That's you what's going to make that, make that film or make that mm-hmm. short yeah. something monumental, yep. seeing that cinematic shot. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And man. that's something that's always stuck with me. Yeah. Just, so that's why I'm the same way. Like, Where's Hector now? Yeah, he's still an awesome documentary legend, you know, nice. doing a lot of work. I mean, uh, one of my best projects with him was Lonely Boys, Cottonfields, and Crossroads. That's right. I, I was the that. offline editor, and they brought in the, the, the big shot to tighten it up, <laughs> which now I'm the big shot <laughs> tightening up the edits, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and which is kind of weird because I'm also producer-director, but I just, I'd rather do it myself than have someone else do it because I'm just paying for a, a button pusher at the time. Right. But it sounds like that pedestrian comment, right? Oh, yeah. Still... Still Probably echoes always. in the back of always. the mind. Always, and it always will. Yeah. You know, when you're tired and it's the long end of the day, you're going 12 hours, and you're like, shit, I have two more shots. I have it. It's good, but it's not great. I can wrap it right now, and I'd have something. No, I've got to get it, you know? Right. got to get right. a shot. So you just put in the extra work. I agree, you said you man. did the movie thing a lot. Yeah. Did you ever have the movie, like, shots in, in your head of, like, oh. motivation and everything else? I mean, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, so, 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 so that's what really, I think, helps me is, like, and helps our budgets. Like, we, I never go over budget on a project. Never. I have, wow. I'm yet to go over budget on a project. I'm yet to go. I mean, I'll go over time sometimes a little bit, but never, like, <laughs> days Don't we all? behind schedule. I've never gone behind schedule or over budget, and that's because of the fact that the movie is shot in my head right. and on paper before we even shoot a frame. It goes back to that vision. Yeah. On paper is, is probably the most is, most important thing. Um, I know in our practice, mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me is you have the vision, mm-hmm. but let's put it down. That way you, know, you could ideally create that checklist and then you right. always got something to fall back on. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, I'll get a script, my script or somebody else's script, whatever I'm doing at the time. And they'll be written all over, like, lined out. I mean, I have shot lists and scene selection, everything. It's like, so precise that the movie is shot before we even shoot it. Right. Yeah. So the hardest part is now just making sure that everything works in the world. Right. And that's where I have a good team around me. I always make sure there's a good team around me to make sure that I can put my vision into reality. Right. Wow. 
And now I'm at the point where I want. I'm sorry if I peaked right there. I'm at the point where like I won't. I won't have the you know, same problem happen with you know line of duty, which, which was once Lionsgate bought it. I mean, it was out of my hands and it wasn't mine anymore. You know. Um, why did they want? To, are you free to disclose why they wanted to change the name? Because I like the name Mission Park, bro. I felt. Like I just. I don't really think people understood story. Mission Park. I don't think they understood that that's a, um, a cemetery here. It's a neighborhood area here. Right. Right. Where I grew up on the South Side of San Antonio, like they don't understand that that's that means something to me. You know, that right. whole thing meant something. A lot of my family and friends are buried there. They didn't realize that. They yeah. didn't care, you know? And I was a first-time filmmaker. Do I bitch and complain, or do I just, okay, Lionsgate, <laughs> m- moving on? Right. You know, so. And then you know, Sanitarium, you know, one of my good friends, and I had ha- partnered for that, and it was what it was, and then we moved on, you know? Doing our own things now, but, yeah. I'm at a point now to where I'm happy with my career and everything's going good, and I'm really waiting for my next movies to be, like, just right, right you know? It sounds like maybe uh, Davis would be kind of behind that, yeah. Oh, he's already been talking about it, yeah. man. I'm like, let's 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 focus on your show first, <laughs> and then we'll we'll talk about my stuff. You know, how do you see the future with so many media channels? Mm-hmm. Or you as a creator, yeah. producer, to kind of take complete control yeah. of your craft, as opposed to the old distributions that you know, like Lionsgate, right? Yeah, they bought up all the media and then they basically push it through the channels. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, goodness, my TV has channels I didn't even know. Right. My TV has channels. It has channels uh, within those channels. Uh, right. I saw the other day. What do you I, see? I think there's there's a couple of layers to this answer. It's like we have you know, people like you that can manage and create a concept agency wise that can market it. So like that's one element to think about. And then there's the element of all the avenues that can go. Then there's the ownership, right? right. Like ev- as long as everything's not exclusive, we can have these agencies and people like, well, push it everywhere, get the name out, get the popularity out, and then. We could still hopefully get in a theater just because I like going to movie theaters, but that's just the old school in me not wanting to understand that it's dead. Right. You know, but hopefully there's still theaters around. It's you still know, going to the theater, to be honest, movies. man. The smell of popcorn you walk in the door. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I love I it. Never give that. I can I never it. give that. I, I can't either. Just the, the atmosphere, the sound. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I have that at home now. Like, not as big, but right. it's a good little entertainment center with a nice surround center. But what we're saying is, we can make a project, we can produce it, we can write it, we can direct it, we can shoot it, we can control everything about it. And then at the end, we don't have to give it up anymore. Now right. now there's ways to, to license right. as opposed to sell outright, you know? Right. Like, like at Netflix, you can license. And now people like me that, and like you're the, in the industry, and you're, I mean, you're, you're also I an mean, attorney, I mean, you know yeah. about all this stuff. We don't have to give it away. Right. We can keep control forever. Right. We just license it out for a time. And then say, this is not exclusive. So I don't want to just do Netflix. I don't want to just do Amazon. Right. I don't want to just do HBO Max. Unless the money's right. Sure. Which it goes right. back to the old school. But the power shifted, right? Power has I shifted mean, completely. You know, from an entertainment standpoint, it used to be completely in those that own those channels, right? right. There's three, literally three channels on the TV. So yeah. they got to control. Yeah. And, 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 and now there's yeah. three million channels, right. um, including YouTube, right. where and you can control your own destiny. Right. And it still has to be good. Yeah. I mean, I was still not going to sh- let it on there. Right. You know, <laughs> So there's still. Although that I still thing. think some of these channels are buying bad just because they got to put something through those channels because some of that stuff's you know horrible. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that big move that uh, happened. What was it HBO signed off of AMC mm-hmm. or w- what exactly happened? There was no. It was um, it was Netflix. Or, or you're saying HBO Max, right? Yeah, the HBO Max situation yeah. with the movies coming out with Sony. Was it Sony Pictures? I don't remember to be honest, but Something I remember happened, the huge right? one was in rental. Right. Yeah. You know. Blockbuster didn't want to buy Netflix. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Isn't and that crazy? 
That's wild, bro. Now, now we got vintage Blockbuster shirts. My kids are like, what's Blockbuster? Yeah. <laughs> get your <laughs> membership card at home somewhere. Exactly. I think I, I do, that. actually. Um, I never forget that. What do you see the future of uh, media? I mean, right now, it seems like it's all over the place. Wh- what do you see the future looking like? I honestly don't know. All I know is just create. I was like, I, I thought I was going to have my big no. investment tip right here. I was like, okay, here we go. My, my big investment tip is invest in theaters. That's what I just did. I think that's smart. I, I invest in because they're all down right now. I just bought AMC for like yep. eight bucks the other day. Yeah. And I know it's going to well, go up. And Draft House was in bankruptcy. Yeah. I, I mean, just imagine well, imagine right. where they're going to be once the world opens back up. If yeah. they don't fall under. Private yeah. Equity now is going to own a lot of theaters. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Right. True. Yeah. We see a lot of M and A. You do a lot of M and A here in town. I do significant amount of M and A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I didn't deal with the Alamo, the Alamo Draft House yeah. no. bankruptcy though. That's been fun to do, just because yeah. I love that place. It's a great environment. It is a great. I, environment. I hope that's a lot of the model that comes back, as opposed to these big chains, as we get maybe a little bit back to more local if, flavored theaters that have you know access yeah. to content. If they are, I don't want alcohol or food. Yeah. That's one thing I don't like about Draft House: the interruption. Oh yeah, yeah coming yeah, in and out, coming in and out, taking orders. Yeah, that bothers me. Yeah, that, that that's a big. It uh, goes back to my getting absorbed in the world. Sure. Right. Yeah, it takes you away from that movie. Yeah, that's wild. I went to the, uh, I think it's in Brooklyn, Alma Draft House. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Or is it in Manhattan? I, f- I forgot. My buddy, yeah. my buddy Ruben took me there, and I was like, I was like, no way, man! Little piece of Texas here. That was, yeah, that was a good experience. Um, and in Pasadena, California, next to my apartment out there, there's this little dollar theater. Oh, yeah. Best theater in the still world. there? Yeah, still a still dollar there. theater. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a rat might run right? by you, but <laughs> it's badass. My dad used to take us, what is it, Cinemark? Yeah, Cinemark is awesome. Uh, Portent. Uh, Evers, yeah. Yep, Portent yeah. and Evers. Every, every week, my dad would take me. Those are the best memories of my so, dad, man. So we tried to go like a month ago. Oh, no, no. Like still open? No, six months ago. Yeah, still open. Shit. No, not even six months ago. How long has this COVID shit been going on? Like it's a year? Like a year ago, we tried an hour. And my kids went like, Ape shit because people just kept talking and they were so oh, mad. Yeah, dude. And the seats smell now. Yeah. Seats don't smell like they used to. They used to smell good. Yeah, you know we don't like the smell of Blockbuster shampoo. Where know. can you the find that? Those big old carpets. Those yeah, when carpets. you walk on the carpet, that's, you don't remember that smell? I don't remember that. Dude, if I could find that upstairs, the, the carpet upstairs looks like the old Blockbuster. Does it smell like it? smells like it. I'm going to take a piece of that home with me. Maybe you can go up there and ask. Hey, can I smell your carpet real quick? Yeah, smell your carpet. That's like the best smell in the world. Well, that's one thing that pissed me off about my first movie. I never made it to Blockbuster. Like, I'll never forget that. Like he didn't go to Blockbuster. I wanted to. I, I was right? too old. They were too close. I wanted oh, to. I wanted to. That? When did they close? Shit, man. I made my movie in 2010. My first one. Was there still one uh, one open? There was. Oh, there is one, right? And you could like rent it out for like a s- sleepovers. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's one you can rent <laughs> you out for the night. You remember sleepovers? Like an Airbnb nights. or what? Yep. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. look that up. I think that's something. All right, guys. I'm I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Brian's running on time. He's got a busy schedule ahead yeah, sorry, of him. Guys. Um, this was fun, though. Yeah, I could, yeah. An, I could do another hour of this sometime well, whenever you want me back. What uh, what do we want to plug? Plug the gateway out. Man, right now I would love to plug Built for yeah. Business, where yeah. we just uh, completed our, our our second season on Motor Trend. Um, we're in negotiation with Discovery Channel. We're yeah. very close to making that making that finalized and getting it running. And um, just everything going on with this badass. Um, our boxers. We have some big boxing events coming up pretty soon. Um, we have one we're gonna we're gonna make here, uh, I think May, and then uh, we have a big one coming up in Midland, and some cool stuff going on. And um, it won't be like Triller. That stuff pissed me off last night or the other night. That yeah. was just horrible. Poor De La Hoya. I love that guy, man. I mean, I grew up loving De La Hoya. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think Speaking they did it wrong. And I'm a drinker too. Yeah. So well, the reason I'm pissed is two reasons. 
the producer should have never get on stage. Right. And second of all, you can't drink that what much. It, what exactly yeah. happened? So I missed it, and and I know we we he was just having clothes. fun and went on stage, and now it's a laughing stock. You right. know, they they shouldn't have let him on stage after he was having a good time. Right. Yeah. That's 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 the gist of it. Right. You know, he's he a celebrity. The sideshow at the sideshow. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a sideshow. Yep. It was not entertaining. The, no. the best part about it was the opening acts, and then after the the four OGs of rap went on. They should have went straight into boxing. Then instead, they did slap fights, and they had right. some doja dork talking about her vagina for three whole hours. It was <laughs> I like the longest dude. performance. And yeah, it was horrible. It was we had to make our kids leave the room. It was horrible. Right. And then they went into slap fights, and then they finally went into the, the boxing, and then just not real fights, man. Yeah. I mean. I don't even want. I was going to try to YouTube. This. I appreciate I what Triller is trying to do. I was going to say the overall concept. I pre- but but they have to really get some producers that don't like reality TV, right? Or like the bad reality TV, yeah. Right. Like the the shit talking, right? And, I mean, it was not good. Careful, right. Vince McMahon's going to show up next oh time. God. Well, they had what's in the Ric Flair on this time? <laughs> shit, that's crazy, bro. I mean, I'm not a fan. But I was but, never uh, a fan of Ric Flair. But yeah, but so we have some awesome events coming up, awesome boxing matches, and the TV shows can be awesome. And then we have our artists, man, our our musicians are really good, you know. And local guys, right? San Antonio. Yes, we got well, and ones in Denver and Austin. Um, nice. Corey Kendricks, Bankroll, and Danny Leon, and Questions head of all of that stuff. And he's doing really good stuff. And he's a legend in his own making. So, well, all the, all the success to you, Cameron, the team there. Thanks, uh, man. You guys are really moving, pushing the needle on that. Yeah, and then Amanda's charity too. That's right, really Amanda's charity. Talk about you we'll know Mandy's fight. I really right. want to talk about how she's going to help. We need to plug that in. So we'll, bring her on we'll, sometime. We'll, yeah, of course, whenever you're ready. Yeah, we'll we'll plug it in either Thank way. You. We're going to put all these links at the bottom. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this on Spotify yeah. or iTunes, go to the YouTube page and uh, go to the captions there. You're going to see some links to some of the ventures that the Davies team is producing, that Brian's producing, that Amanda, Amanda your wife, is producing in yeah. terms of the nonprofit. And uh, that way you guys get a good plug in. But I'd say this was a successful first first show post pandemic, yeah. Sure. I appreciate y'all letting me come on the first one. Yeah, of course, man, guys. We're gonna sign you. out, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Stay tuned. We're out. Thanks. <laughs>